House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Welcome back into the House of Mystery. I'm Al Warren. Mr. Dave Martino is here. I am here. Yeah, baseballs and everything. Oh, we're back to me being a baseball player. Yeah, aren't you the Martino yeah. baseball player? No, that, that is not me. Are you sure? That's why, that's why I put the North on my name partially because you know there's too many Dave Martinos. Yeah, but you know you only care about the baseball player. We don't care about the other ones. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I'm the baseball player. He's yeah, he's the famous. <laughs> he goes to the hotel and that's where he walks in with a glove, you know, a mitt and a, <laughs> and a baseball, and and then we go, oh my God, that's Martino, that's Martino. And then they put him to the, you know, top floor executive suite. You know. As a triple A player? Yeah. <laughs> and then they find out who you really are? Or... Yeah. 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 Then he then he yeah. leaves and his wife has to pay. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're paying full price. Yeah, I know how that works. Well, jo- joining us today we've got uh the one and only Kathy Stoller, who's written a new book. This is uh book four of her Murder on the Rocks mystery. And so uh, it's called With a Twist. And, of course, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Dave's got his uh, drink already, so he's sitting there with his cocktail. Yes. You know, with a twist. Um, <laughs> exactly. So so this is book four. So what's going on now? So what happened? Uh, Murder on the Rocks three times wasn't enough. We had to go four? Yeah, we had to go four because... Um, there's some changing up. She, um, my protagonist, Jude Delane, who owns the bar, the corner lounge, there's a lot of changes going on. Uh, and there's a lot of conflict, which I built into this book more than in the other ones. Although being, you know, pursued by a serial killer was pretty conflicting. And, but that part's done. It had a change of scenery for her. She's on a vacation on a cruise with uh, her boyfriend, and she did not want to go. So that's like the first conflict. She's very happy where she lives. This is her comfort zone, and she doesn't really like change. So he convinced her to go, and, of course, it's you know a lot of problems on the ship and more conflicts there with, with her old friend who is working on the ship and her landlord who she convinced to go on a vacation as well. So... It's kind of going in that direction. They're traveling to Europe, to to Barcelona, and then Rome, and yeah. supposedly to Greece, but they never make it that far on the ship. Right, right. Well, I I take I take her side. I'd rather just stay home. <laughs> but that's not always fun. <laughs> well, nobody wants to travel and all the problems and the planes and all this stuff like that. Well, it, it seems to me like, okay, so now tell me if this is right. The the series, the four-book series, is really kind of centered on being on the rocks, like having a relationship and, and focused on the on the issues of the relationship in a sense, right? Um, well, the relationship is in a few of them, but they are um, not really centered on, on, the, on the relationships entirely. I mean... She has a good relationship in the first book with her landlord, and she helps him with um, some issues. He, she goes um, undercover for him, and then she meets the man she's with now. And in the second and third books, she, she's pursued by this serial killer who's been living in the neighborhood for 20 years and operating there. 
And this book, she has a little problem with her, her boyfriend her, at first because she does not really want to go. And a client of his who's very close to him gave him first class all the way. So, Alan, you might would like to go on a trip like this. So that's, I kind of wanted that to be a little bit more prominent in this book, that relationship and the conflicts there and with her, with uh, Sully, although that's not as prominent. And then there is a really, really big conflict towards the end of the book. She discovers that someone who was very close to her, who actually saved her life twice, who is on the run, is in Barcelona. And she does not know if she should go to the embassy and turn him in or not. So that gets to, has to be resolved, which we resolve it. So. Yeah, so there's so there's a big challenge for her as well. So on on the cruise, uh, does Rihanna play? <laughs> no. <laughs> Was she the entertainer and the you know like? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a very teeny tiny boat. It only hosts 250 people. It's very exclusive. They don't have that kind of entertainment. Well, no, they could, they should, maybe, but... Um. Oh, well, I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> if you just did the Super Bowl, maybe you could have done that. It's 250 people, you know, and, you know it's just uh, just an idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the ser- was the serial killer good-looking or not? I can't remember. Um, no, he was, um, he was okay-looking. Um, he was a screenwriter, so he had a lot of ideas for his screenplays and plots, and he tested them out that way before he... Uh, killed people. Oh, I never trust screenwriters. Oh, you don't? No. No. <laughs> no. Anytime no. we've had them on the show, I keep my distance. I see. <laughs> yeah. No. And if we're in the studio, I have I have security in the room. You know, I can never trust them. You never know what they're going okay. to do. It's always strange. Just so you know. They may use you in a plot. Well, that's fine. <laughs> as long as it's not real. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for your readers who have been reading and they're they're following the series one, two, three, do you find yourself, even in the last book, kind of writing to your readers in a sense? Like do you feel like a certain amount of pressure to to take them somewhere? Do you know what I mean? Like because you must get a lot of comments when you do a series like this and people say, oh, I really like this or I don't like this or they give you these comments or you kind of get these ideas. And you feel kind of a little bit of a an urge to write towards what readers are, are sort of saying? Not really. I mean, I wanted this to progress a little bit, take a little different look at uh, my protagonist and the people around her. Her, her bar is going to be um, having a comedy club downstairs, so that's new. But, I, th- I mean, the characters, a lot of the characters are the same, but this one has new characters. It has an old friend of hers who's working on the ship as a director of passenger services who's changed her name because her family was, um, I guess, a mob mob family, and she's afraid she's going to get fired if they find out about that. And then there's the, the ship's other ship's personnel who also, you know, interact with Jude and Eric, her boyfriend. And so I, I think it's like it's their they're familiar characters, so I think my readers would be familiar with them, but I brought in a lot of new characters. What about new cocktails? Now, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, uh, <laughs> I can give you I can give you the, the cocktail for this book. Okay. Although it doesn't have a twist in it, but it's called a, a Cava Mediterraneo. Oh. So it's Cava, because in Barcelona, it's a name for, you know, Barcelona. It has Cava, it has gin, and it has a float of elderberry. That's the new one for this book. It sounds good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything with liquor sounds good to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Elderberry, so that's good for the cold too, right? That's kind of yeah. Elderberry yeah. is really good for you. Yeah. Well, there you go. I don't know what if the alcohol negates that, but <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's medicinal. It's medicinal. Yeah. Medicinal, all right. If you have enough of it, it doesn't matter, right? Did you kind of have a um, something like because you're writing about your your main character? Did you sort of have something you wanted that character to achieve by doing going through this book? Yeah, I wanted her to change a little and recognize that change is not a bad thing. And trying some new things is a good thing, positive. Of course, there's always the problem that she gets, you know, there's a murder on the ship and there's a ring of jewel thieves. So, of course, she gets involved with all of that. But I wanted her to have a different experience in this book. How do you, how do you come up with that? So when you when you have something like that, like the jewel thief and and that, sort of thing going on on the boat where does where does that come from like what kind of research or what kind of you know detailing how do you how do you get into that kind of a story i've written about like art theft before and i mean you know it's you do the regular kind of research and i i was familiar with um the jewel thefts too of uh of some some places nothing I've, i didn't see anything that happened on a ship but it's i had written a story a while ago with one of the characters who is the friend of Jude, and there had been a switch from someone's earrings, and this woman, Monica, she found out about it, and she corrected it through her uncle, who was still, like, handling stuff for her father's, her ex, his ex-mob. So I thought that would be a good, you know, good thing to build into this book, besides a murder, and besides trying to um, figure out what was going on the captain disappears. It's a lot. There's a lot of different parts to this, but they all, you know, they all converge at some point. Well, yeah, the boat sunk and everyone ended up dead. No, they didn't. <laughs> they, and they aren't. <laughs> Would you go out and steal jewels yourself to see how to do it? Uh, no, but that's an idea. I like jewelry. <laughs> and then, I mean, if you read a lot of stories about crime and that kind of crime, there are all these, like, there's these, Secret places in Amsterdam, which I mentioned in the book, um, where they copy things and they're perfect. They're like totally perfect replicas. So I use that. And, and then my other series, um, Pick of Time, there was a, a section where he, um, he got some jewels returned for someone. So kind of interested in that and art, that kind of, those kinds of crimes appeal to me. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it could be interesting. You can kind of, um, allure people in that way. Now, your dialogue, are you writing from first-person per- point of view, or how, what kind of angle do you write this from? Jude's bo- these books are all first-person, and she's in, you know, every scene, pretty much. So they are first-person. Of course, the dialogue is between whoever she's speaking with and wherever they are, what they're doing. But, yes, first-person. Now, are you the type of writer that uh, has an inner monologue? Can you hear your characters? Or is there some other way that you create your, your dialogue? No, I do have an inner monologue. I, like, walk around the city and I think about, um, well, what would she do? And how would she say this? And what would the scene look like? So, yes, I do that. That's that's really the way I create them. You don't get arrested or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I live in New York City. Nobody's going to arrest me for talking to myself. <laughs> No, you fit right in. Actually, no, there's so many people. A lot of writers must be walking around that city, you know. Also, you could be talking on phone that, you know, if someone's noticing you're talking. But I um, use things that, like, I had, I grew up in the Bronx. I had you come from the Bronx. 
We both went to a Catholic school. Some of my things from, you know, some things from my past to build her character. How different are you from Jude yourself? Oh, I'm pretty different. Although um, we have some similarities. I mean, she had a very um, challenging childhood. Her parent, her mother and brother died when she was very young, and then her father committed suicide. None of that happened in my family. We were all, everybody was fine. Um, I'm pretty different. I like I like the idea of the mystery, of having mystery in, in progress, and you know, but I don't go out and search for things to mess up my life. So. Oh, come on. When you're writing a uh, mystery, what it, so these, these aren't necessarily really violent and bad like that, but so when you're writing a mystery, what is it you hope people uh, get from the book? Well, I hope they enjoy it, first of all, that they like the story and, um, and the characters. And I think, you know, you, it depends on your, your point of view, like what you like to read. This is, these are a little bit suspense-oriented, too. They're not just regular mysteries. So like one of my um, reviews said, it's not exactly a mystery, it's not exactly suspense, it's not exactly a thriller, it's a little bit of all. So I try and I, want, I don't want them to be like traditional cozy mysteries, any of what I write. So I try and build that in make it suspenseful. And I hope people who enjoy that kind of reading, those kinds of books, um, you know, will spark to them. Having written uh, four books in the series, how, how do you keep track of everything? Uh, the continuity, the characters? Is, uh, do you have a, a process? Do you have tools? How does that work for you? Well, I have a character list for each book. And since some of them are the same characters, that's not too hard to do. And the continuity, I mean, it all... Most of the books, except for this one, take place on the Lower East Side. You know, I know that, that neighborhood fairly well. So it's not hard to keep that going, that part of it going. You know, the setting, which I think is very important in, in my books anyway. And this setting was different, but it's places I knew, places I've been to. So I didn't have any trouble, like, building that in, the continuity, I think. You know, if anybody read books one through three, they're going to know Jude, they're going to know She's a little snarky, and she likes vintage clothes, and she can make a lot of trouble for herself when she doesn't really need to. So I think that's all part of the story. Is Jude your favorite character to write, or do you have some others? No, I have. Um, Nick Danny was my favorite character to write. He's a professional blackjack player um, traveling the world and solving crime. And he's also a little very smart and very fun, but he's also a little... Like, oh, how did that happen kind of thing, you know? So I really like writing that because mostly I've written about women where my other books are women-oriented. And it was fun to have a male protagonist. And I may be writing another book with um, that character. Is there a struggle trying to write a male character? It wasn't to write him. No, not really. It was fun. It was, it was really more fun than any kind of struggle. I don't think there was any kind of struggle. Well, some people can just do it, no problem, and others, because they have to kind of get into the mindset of what, uh, let's say, a man would do in this case, and how they would act and react and stuff like that. And sometimes people don't always transfer that really well. Um, do both of you write uh, from multiple characters, like male, female, or? I, I only write nonfiction, so I don't really have oh. a choice. So I write both, but I'm kind of. I do. You do. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he writes from wolf to vampire. 
<laughs> Do you have any trouble with that, James? I don't. I, I tend not to. I I tend to actually write more in the female perspective, which is interesting. But I'm waiting for Al to make fun of me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say anything. No, he didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I'm being good. Um well, what's your favorite thing about writing? I think just coming up with the plots and the, you know, then figuring out each scene and the setting. But the plots, you know, I don't um, outline. I'm a pantser, which is why walking around the city talking to myself is part of what I do. Just like where would, you know, where would, like for Jude, where would she go next? What would she be doing? How would she be doing it? Who would she be talking to? And that kind of thing. That's what I like to do, really. I like to sort of figure it all out. So, in a, and this, of course, on book four, so you have some characters you're starting with and putting them through something or doing something with them. Yeah. But back in book one and stuff, when you started this, was it the characters that you started with or was it kind of a, a storyline? It was a storyline. My husband used to be in the uh, bar business, restaurant business, and I used to, he worked near home, and I used to go there all the time, and I got to know all the people there, and um thought it would be fun to write a book about that. So I started with that. I we live on the east upper east side, but I put this book in lower Manhattan on the lower east side. So it it's a little it's a different setting. But it's still like there's the camaraderie of the bar and the people who the regulars and all of that kind of going on, people who work there. So that was that was kind of the impetus for the first book. And then um, it just sort of grew from there. Do your characters ever surprise you? Do they ever kind of take over the plot? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do things I didn't think they were going to do. Like, um, I'm trying to think, like, uh, the man that she's very um, conflicted about turning in. He helped her a few times, and he kind of took over the plot when he did that. So, But it wasn't the whole plot. It was just like a portion of what was going on there. Do they take over when you're walking down the streets? And, and I can. <laughs> and you start going places and doing things that you would never do? Is that? No, I don't do that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So what do you find the most difficult thing about writing? Sitting down and doing it, really. Yeah. Like I like I like to think about it and once I get started it's fine. But it's it's a it's the process of actually putting the words on the paper that I think are difficult for me. And does it just come to you like where you have to do it at certain times because the it's the right it's the right time, the right mood, or are you are you more structured than that? No, I'm not more structured. I'm I just but I I think of I honestly, I mean I don't always walk around talking to myself, but I think about whatever book I'm working on. I think about it a lot. And I think about, like, where the characters would be and what they would be doing. Like, for the book I might write for Nick Tanyu, I have an idea about where he should be, and it's going to be about art theft. And so I've been thinking about that, but I have only written a few thousand words of that one. And I'm writing another book that's more of a thriller. A woman over here is a plot to commit murder, and she's appalled and wants to try and help whoever it was. So it, I can't explain the whole thing because I don't really want to give it away. But I have uh, have about half of that written. So that's a little bit different, too. Is there a particular time when you know the book is done, like in your mind, that this, you've written enough, like there's enough detail? Yes. I mean, I don't write really long books. They're usually like about 75,000 words, 73, 75. Yeah, I, and I like building in the details, too. I like planning how the room looks or how the people are dressed. And especially with Jude, because she's uh, she wears, you know, like black to work at the bar. 
jeans and a t-shirt. But when she goes out, she loves old clothes and loves dressing up and vintage stuff. And so I like all of that, figuring that out, plotting that out. Yeah, that's how I dress too. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing a series like this, did, did you kind of know it was going to be a series when you started and this is just the continuation or do you kind of have that in mind or even how long you're going to do a series? I didn't really know it was going to be a series when I started, but I got to in, enjoy writing that book and like my characters. So I continued it, but I wanted to make it a little bit different. I wanted to bring in more people that she had met along the way. And the serial killer idea, what I thought was interesting because it was someone who lived in the neighborhood who was a customer. He was just, you know, a horrible person. And, and her landlord gets involved with a woman who is a black widow killer. And so it was just kind of snowballed from there, really, bringing him. And then I thought, oh, well, I have to resolve this. So that would be book three, where I resolve that part of it with the serial killer. And then I wanted to do something a little bit different with this book. I don't think I'm going to write another one in this series. Not right now, anyway. I may wait a bit and see where things go because they're opening a comedy club, so that might be a good a good place to have another kind of mystery going on there. When you when you write characters that are are evil or bad, like the, like a serial killer or whoever's in your book that is something, someone doing something kind of not very good or very mm-hmm. nice, how do you get into that mindset, or what do you use for inspiration? Well, I read a lot about serial killers when I started writing that. And they're not, I mean, I probably most people know this, they're not exactly, they don't all look like they're crazy people, but some of them seem very average. You know, it was interesting to find out about it and what um, the FBI thinks about it and all the details about serial killers. You know, there, there's so many that have been famous or infamous, I guess I should say. And it was it was just sort of an interesting process to learn about that and make it work for my book. So what's a good book for you? What is it, um, what makes a good book? Well, I think there should be a good plot and there should be, um, I'm very interested in settings because I think that really underpins everything in the book. You know, people can can see, can visualize rather where where they are and where the characters are. And I, I just, I just read over 200 books since 2022 for a contest I can't name. And I'm telling you, there's such a variety of of mystery, suspense, and um, of course, you didn't, I didn't read every word of every book, but we had that many to look at, over 200. You know, I like a good story, I guess, basically, I should say that, really. A story that's compelling and, and keeps you keeps you going. Um doesn't have to be a mystery, necessarily, but mostly I tend to read those. Well, so do you think you'll change kind of what you're you're doing, like genre? Like is it, you said, maybe not another book in this series and stuff, but you kind of get other things going, like maybe a mystery. But do you think you'll do something different as well? Or No, probably not, because I do like writing mystery suspense. I don't think I would change to do um, like literary fiction. I don't know that I would do that. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with the mystery suspense genre. So, so then what is next for you after this book? What do you think will be coming up for you after this book? Well, I'm working on um, Hear No Evil, which is the book about uh, the woman who overhears a plot to commit murder. And I've been writing, writing some short stories, and I may write the Nick Donahue book after that. So that's pretty much all, as far as I'm getting ahead. How are you on social media and interacting with readers and fans? Do you have social media platforms set up and website and all that? Like, where do people find you? 
Well, I do. I have to redo my website. I haven't worked on it for a while. I think uh, Straight Up was the third book, and that's the last book I have up there. I'm on, I have my website. I have um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, what else? Oh, Twitter. That's pretty much it, I think. No TikTok? No. <laughs> <laughs> I keep meaning to look at Book Talk. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's kind of young. I'm not really sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's got getting a bit really bad reputation. Hmm. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Are you guys on there? Am I saying a bad thing about it? No, no. I'm, oh, no. I'm, I'm on there, but I, I, I'm not like a avid user or anything. Just uh-huh. it's there. You know. <laughs> well, I see on your social media that uh, you recently did a reading. And um, I just wondered, do you like going out and uh, performing your work? Um, or is that... You know, something that you just typically do because it's a necessity. Well, no, I like to do it. I did one last night, as a matter of fact, um, at the KGB bar on East 4th Street with Mystery Writers of America. The problem sometimes with the readings is you get a certain amount of time you're supposed to use. And people just go on and on. (laughs) Nobody stops them. When we do it for Sisters in Crime on... um, we have like a members thing every January where you get five minutes to read from whatever you want, you know, your work. And sometimes I was the timekeeper for a while and I would tell everybody when they had 30 seconds left. It's sort of not fair to the other writers and the other readers when you go on for half an hour when you're supposed to have seven or eight minutes. But I do enjoy performing them and um, it's fun, you know, and people get a little more interested in your work that way, listening to it, which is very different than reading it, really, you know, reading the book reading reading uh, on Kindle. You need to have the music like the Oscars and then play them off. <laughs> <laughs> Blast That's the music. That's a good idea. <laughs> just like I'm going to that. Yeah, just, My just... friend and I were like rolling our eyes last night about, um, why is it they just introduced this person and they said his bio and then he's repeating everything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for, for 20 people that yeah. were at the place. So. Well, well, who is this? Give us some names. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell anyone. I'm probably saying way too much already about this. No, that's but... all right. We'll look it up and we'll make sure they get a copy of this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it's fun, you know. I mean, got to have a little fun if you're going to spend all this time and energy writing a book and, you know, hopefully selling a few copies. And it's fun to meet people. And if that's the good thing about, like, meetings and conferences and being on panels you really get to meet a lot of people and other authors are very kind and generous so you know people will give you um, blurbs for your book or review it and you usually the same but it's it's really it's a generous community right. i think yeah I mean, oh yeah it's all about interacting and, and networking and stuff like that it's all good it's all really good you know you always learn things from other people too so yeah yes it's a really good thing Right. Well, we will have everything up on the website so people can find you and uh, okay. and find your book. And so it's been it's been great great talking to you again. The uh, book, of course, is called With a Twist, and it's a murder on the rocks mystery. And it's book number four. The author Kathy Stoller. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you guys for having me again. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Kathy. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, 
or show, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.